Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. It is a beautiful, I guess the, the Chamber of Commerce keeps spitting out just absolutely beautiful days, and we've had another one today, had another one today, it looks like all week's going to be like that. Matt, also another busy weekend in the books. No doubt, Derek. Tons to do this past weekend. And speaking of weather, Derek, you mentioned the Chamber of Commerce Day. She doesn't work for the Chamber of Commerce. We've said her name a million times. Miss Jean Matheny dials us up for Hernando. Let's be honest. Yeah, she does. I mean, does. Jean Matheny does. I mean, she's Her a and Sylvia get together and just right. say, you know what? Um, it's not San Diego, but let's just make it San Diego. Yeah, let's make it 75 and sunny all the time. I mean, that's... Uh, I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> that's what she does. You're right, Derek. Tons of stuff going on over the weekend. Football games, high school football games, uh, homecoming, homecoming parades, homecoming games in Oxford, uh, you know, big game down in Starville. Uh, then on Sunday, uh, Sunday was actually pretty uh, laid back. I enjoyed Sunday quite a bit. Church on Sunday morning, but, um, you know, we knew the Saints uh, were really bad and were a really bad football team by 1130, which I would prefer that. Let's just know it and have it done before 12. So while I'm eating lunch, I know that the Saints uh, are playing for the uh, number one draft pick. So um, That they don't have. That's another story. Let's not break everybody's hearts uh, yet. You and I have discussed that uh, all fair. But uh, but in Sunday, easy day. Um, very interesting. Evelyn had a birthday party from 1130 to 230. On Sunday? That's what, that's what I thought. A little, little odd time, 1130 to 230. But a three-hour party with six, seven, eight-year-old girls. Wow. Is that what kind of party? Uh, they ended up having, I think they had like a spa day or something. So pedicures, manicures, stuff like that. Oh, okay. But 11.30 is church time. Did you? That, that is, was my um, first response. I mean, it's really early on a Sunday. But, I mean, it was a beautiful Sunday. I, I actually had a birthday party of my own that I kind of talk about in my word from the week that I can go into. But mine was mine was not 11.30. It was later on the in the afternoon. I saw so, you guys uh, had that over that way. That's yeah. what y'all, y'all had to a, a birthday party? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, Derek, tons going on over the weekend. Beautiful weather. It's a great time right here under the water tower. If you're thinking about possibly moving into or out of the DeSoto County market and you're looking for a realtor, I want to encourage you to please consider using our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County for the last 13 years. Podcast listeners know exactly who I'm speaking about. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 66 years of combined real estate experience. That includes thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying or selling side of residential real estate. They were also recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. They're currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, how long houses are staying on the market, how fast they're closing, how fast they're going under contract, all the information you want from a realtor in 2022. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics to help you make the right decision. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Simply put in the filters, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, school zones, all the different things that you are interested in when it comes to buying a home in DeSoto County and let Brian and Terry's website do all the work. You're not going to find anyone better to walk you through What's uh, still a hot market, but it is changing every single day, changing with interest rates, changing with all those different things, supply chain issues. Brian and Terry pay attention to it. They are full-time.
time, full service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. Give them a call again, 662-449-1700. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Recording on this beautiful Monday afternoon at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. Cars, trucks, passenger vans, cargo vans. Mobile Cars and Vans specializes in insurance claims. If your car is going into a shop for a transmission issue, we specialize with daily, weekly, or monthly rentals. Give us a call today, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. We'd love to serve you mobile cars and vans. Well, Derek, we kick off our Tuesday show the same way each and every week. We're going to talk a little bit about the past, about the past weekend with our words from the weekend. You always go first. Today's going to be no different. Tell us all about it. Matt, my word from the weekend is glorious. Glorious. First of all, as we mentioned, Chamber of Commerce weekend, absolutely glorious weekend. Could not get any better temperature-wise, humidity-wise, slight breeze, basically the entire weekend. Just an absolute – if you did not get outside this weekend, I don't know what to tell you. Please – Take advantage of this. We're actually having a fall uh, in Mississippi, in Hernando. It's gone on now for about 10 days. We have at least another 10 days. So just absolutely gorgeous. So please take advantage of this. Now, without the rain, the leaves are literally going to go from green to dead brown on the ground. We're not going to have much color, I'm afraid. But still, we're getting the temperatures. Please get out there and enjoy that. Glorious. Which you need to call Williams Lawn Services. There, there it is right there. there we'll talk right more there. about that Look in a minute. But that. if you uh, do not like your leaves, we know someone you can call. Well, uh, once, yeah, once that... Once the uh, first real cold hits, I mean, they're just going to I – mean, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's, it's not going to be a lot of fall forwards. But anyway, glorious there. Almost game was glorious. Glorious. Uh, great victory. Uh, great atmosphere. Hanging out in the Grove afterwards. Already having the game over with. Just relaxing. Doing that type of thing. That was glorious. Uh, obviously, church every Sunday is glorious. Of course. Uh, and then, uh, as I mentioned, Sunday afternoon, my nephew and brother-in-law – uh, celebrated their birthdays. Four or five things this weekend that really hit me, and just everything was just, I mean, it was beautiful. Now, you, know, those some, you have good weekends, you have bad weekends. Well, typically entire, not bad weekends, but busy, maybe. Busy weekend. Yeah. I'm not saying everything on my weekend was perfect, but it was just, it was wonderful just to be outside, be in nature, be around people, uh, you know, celebrating different things. And so, Matt makes it really easy. My word from the weekend is glorious. Well, one thing, Derek, that wasn't glorious, you mentioned all fair. Uh, just a note to everybody out there, podcast listeners, get your hands out of our cooler. When it comes to the Grove, when we're tailgating, uh, you have, please ask somebody if they have a water or a Coke or a Diet Coke or something like that. Just, uh, you know, just don't assume that it's Mikasa Sukasa. You know, maybe. We're, we're, we're just going to start bringing just 24, 36 packs of water. Just I, like I, I, you know, I might bring, I'm going to bring like really, really bad. I might bring like a bad tasting water just for those people that uh, maybe just oh, grab like that coolers. black licorice propel something water like or that. something like that. Or something yeah. like that. Or like the worst beer ever. <laughs> Let people, when they say, can I have a beer or something, you just hand them like the greatest. Exactly. Best. Something like that. Rush beer. Rushy beer. That's what we call Rushy beer. (laughs) That's a good day. Uh, That's a good word from the weekend, Derek. Uh, It was a glorious time in Oxford, and that's kind of going to be my word from the weekend is believe. You and I both know. We've talked about it a million times now over the last two or three weeks. Heather and I started watching Ted Lasso, and if we have any Ted Lasso fans out there, they know the word believe is uh, really important in that that series and in that character. So um, believe is my word because as a an Ole Miss fan, I was down there on Saturday, and um, let's just say there were different times I've made jokes with, with friends and with people. I was like, hey, never a doubt, never a doubt. But as Ole Miss fans, we have to start believing that things are, might just kind of work out. I mean, our, you know, our coaches might put us in the right play, put us in the right spot, put our defense in the right spot. And so believe is my word from the weekend. Derek, real quick, the last 19 games, okay, the Ole Miss Rebels are 16-3. and three. Yeah. The four teams that are better than us. Are you ready? Well, I can guess. Two Go ahead. Guess, guess two of them. Alabama. 
Okay. Georgia. Okay, there's two. Michigan. Okay, Michigan. Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And we are tied with Ohio State. 16-3 and three in the last okay, game. Okay, I will say the, the flip-flopping of Ohio State and Oklahoma State is surprising. Right. The fact that Oklahoma State is better than we are and we are tied with uh, Ohio State is surprising. Right, absolutely. Surprising. I mean, but again, I think Ohio State probably paid, played in like national title that's games true. and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> just so, beating, just yeah, they, they didn't just you know lose to uh, whatever. But but that's just something right there. I mean, uh, other teams uh, like Florida are 9-10. Gotcha. You know, that type yep, of stuff. Yep. So, I mean, Ole Miss fans, we struggle with that. I mean, that's the big saying, right? We are Ole Miss, you know, waiting for the other shooter drop and uh, at a certain point you know the person who's leading the football team is not thinking like that <laughs> he's trying to put us in the best spot and, and for win so i don't think we could probably get lane kiffin on the show uh i don't think so <laughs> we could reach out to him but i, you know I want to say we denied what, well, we know what's scary denied. what's scary is he, he he's the kind of guy that might would come on a show goof just kind of goofily would be like hey what <laughs> what is this show let me come on here real quick but anyway so uh believe is my word from the weekend as an Ole Miss fan you know what i'm talking about we need to start to uh believe that things are going to go right versus always expect and things to go wrong. So uh, with gorgeous weather like that, the TV audience was huge, and um, you know, Ole Miss did a really, really good job on Saturday to uh, to you know put ourselves out there to the country uh, as a fun place to come to, um, you know, go to college. And again, you and I both have freshmen down there; they're having a really good time. Uh, we know other people that are down there and enjoying themselves. So um, I mean, you know, seventy-five degree day on a Saturday morning. There's not many things better to do than go win an SEC football game. But Derek, something else that uh, really doesn't affect the weather, and uh, if it was 75 degrees outside, you'd probably a lot of people would rather be somewhere else than what we're about to talk about. We're going to preview the first Alderman meeting for the month of October. We, we do it every first and third Tuesday and Friday. We preview on Tuesday and review on Friday. Derek, uh, only 16 items on the agenda for the Alderman meeting, so uh, let me go ahead and jinx it and uh, schedule a two-hour meeting. What we got coming up tomorrow night? All right, Matt. Uh, we have, of course, the cassette agenda, the dockets, the personnel donate and uh, docket that has always come up that usually not much discussion on. Uh, there is going to be number uh, item number nine is the donations docket. Now, the donations docket, this is what we, something we talked about last time, where they're going to look at everything that's been requested and the amount of money that they have to put toward those uh, different organizations. These are 501c3s that have come before the board over the last – what eight, eight, nine, ten months? Yeah, well, yeah. Since yeah. the budget, probably since about May. Okay. Since once the, the you know they started asking for budget sure. items, soccer association, uh, cheerleaders, band, whatever. So they're the I think Andrew Miller said, hey, let's put all these together, mm-hmm. all these requests, and maybe prioritize what we can do and would like to do for these. Uh, I mean, you and I are part of the crew, of Fernando. This is what we do after our, our Mardi Gras ball. That's so right. It just makes sense. I'm just gonna read them out real quick. I'm not gonna do the amounts. We'll talk about the amounts on Friday, assuming that. It, because some of these may be adjusted. House of Grace, DeSoto Museum, Meals on Wheels, uh, Hernando High School Band Flag Program, Healing Hearts, the ARC, the Main Street Chamber, the DeSoto Economic Council, and the library. These are now these are larger requests. Sure. Now, there's some 100, 300, 500 that they usually make during the year when people just come and ask for, you know, d- during a meeting itself. But these are the ones that have to, have to be budgeted for because they're a larger amount requested. Those are the ones that are going to be discussing on Tuesday night. I will let you know on Friday how those kind of shake out and, and if the dollar amounts that are already on here, which again, I'm not going to read out, uh, stay or if they're adjusted and then we'll, we'll let you know those amounts on Friday. And we've talked about all of these over the last five, six months. Yep. The 501c3s that came uh, have come before the board a lot of times the board just typically matches what they did last year or a little bit of a raise for inflation so uh yeah we'll review that on friday all right the next is the approval of awg sewer infrastructure improvements final inspection report uh report punch list so basically they're about done with the sewer about done with the road and so kind of doing all the punch lists hopefully that should be a just a really quick agenda item say that it's been done checked off i'm sure the city engineer will have to clarify that 
Next, the discussion of the street overlay repairs for the 2022-2023 budget year. I have that list in my hand, too. I'm going to read out the streets very quickly. No amounts. We'll discuss that on Friday. We'll probably pick the larger amounts on Friday because some of these are small. So if you're paying attention, please, please listen to this. Pay attention. Is your street on here? These are the ones that will be that are up for discussion for to be done in the 2022-2023 budget year with the asphalt money. Before you read that, Derek, I'm just going to throw this out there. I hope none of those streets are in Notting Hill because I think their streets look so good with the veins. <laughs> Well, Matt, I am with the veins going I through there. Point you there. Some Notting oh, Hill on gosh. here. I'm telling you, Notting Hill looks so good right now with all the different <laughs> uh, tar patches and stuff like that going on. Yeah, that is a lot. Of, it is a uh, very vein. It kind of looks like. Do you watch uh, Stranger Things? Uh, I do watch Stranger Things, and I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it kind of yeah. looks like the vines sure. from the inside. Of course yeah, it does. Uh, upside down right there. Okay. I think what happened was I think they let the HOA for North Notting Hill do theirs. Then the Notting Hill HOA let their kids go through <laughs> <laughs> with the tar buckets and do it. <laughs> Just start painting That's, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just start painting. Anyway, go ahead. All right, so here are the, here are the roads. So uh, please pay attention. If yours is on here, you can celebrate. If yours is not on here, um, I will say go talk to your alderman. I'm sure that you already have and that they will be you know working these in as more money becomes available. Industrial Drive, Fairway Oaks, Notting Hill Cove East, Notting Ooh. Hill Cove West, Notting Hill Drive from Middle Buster to Banbury Lane. Another thing on Industrial Drive, Vaden from Mount Pleasant to McCracken, Dogwood Hollow, Gale Center East Parking Lot, Pendulum, Ilment Robinson, Capic Railroad Crossing at Commerce, and Northern from Northview and Commerce. Those are the roads that are included. Again, if you didn't hear yours, that doesn't mean they can't find extra money and get it done. So podcast listeners, if you could tell Derek started to uh, slow down at the end there. <laughs> he's, he's, Ooh, man, I'm he's choking on some water over right, here. He's choking on some water. So uh, typically we cut things like this out, but I thought I might. Um, <laughs> Thank it, you, man. Look, it was either you were either going to cough and trying to hold it in, or I thought you were getting emotional about the <laughs> no, uh, streets, about the streets that were getting paved. Look, we, we joke around about it. A record amount spent on road paving. Yeah, so that's, that's one let, million eight fifty three. Yeah, that does not include the Mackinville paving that's going to be done. Sure. with a of the matching grant and PO grant from 69 to Pleasant Hill to get ready for the new school. What I would like to do or encourage people, let's not focus on the roads that don't get done. Let's celebrate the ones that do get done. The board is working through it. They're doing uh, what I like to say as best they can, prioritizing. You know, I bet all the districts were getting got a pretty good chunk of change and, and a good, pretty good percentage. So uh, very interesting to see about that. And, you know, and the lottery money, of course, if it goes in overprojected, they'll have more money to put towards streets and roads. And so, you know, that could change. They could add some during the year, which you know, they actually did this year. Uh, the final thing on the agenda is the um, approval to go to bids for the skate park. Now, they got some uh, grants for a skate park to add, you know, add another phase and additional, I guess, maybe ramps or some uh, pike, half pikes or whatever. So that's going to be coming. So look for that. Approval to go to bids on that. If there's any kind of discussion on what that's going to look like, we'll go ahead and let you know that on Friday. Beautiful skate park there on uh, right off 51 uh, that the city – I won't even say the city was up. It was uh, the money was raised privately, and the city worked hard with in conjunction with them to build the well, state was park. One individual that worked very, very hard. Absolutely. I mean, he was out there for years uh, at the farmers market collecting yep. money. Unfortunately, you know, he passed away uh, a couple of years ago, maybe right before COVID, I believe, and uh, just very, very sad. And I know the skating community really loved him and and uh, and his loss, but uh, he did a wonderful job and really brought skating to Hernando. And then it's really fed, and, and people do travel literally down sure. from Memphis, uh, up from Batesville, maybe as far away as Grenada. Because it is a, a only one we have in North Mississippi sure. like that. Sure. Uh, so anyway, it's just a great skate park, and they're looking to add to that to even you know help with tourism and just to give youth and maybe even 
people that are in their 20s and 30s just an area to go out there and just enjoy themselves. Yeah, and Derek, you mentioned tourism, something new for the city of Fernando that we'll turn our uh, turn the page and talk about, a new mobile app. If you've listened to our show over the last five, six months, uh, you've heard uh, Ms. G. Matheny talk about it. Um, we've had a number of different people talk about the app that will tell you what's going on in the city of Fernando weekly, monthly, the different plans that are happening. And that got kicked off or uh, you know downloaded this past week. Tell us about that. That's right, Matt. Hernando launched a new mobile tourism app. Now available for free through the Apple App Store and Google Play is a new mobile tourism app. Community Development Director Gia Matheny, who we already mentioned her name today, said two grants helped to make this app happen. Mississippi Hills National Heritage Area Alliance and was awarded to create a tourism tool for history, culture, and city events that included educational opportunities about Hernando's history, the other grant came from the Maddox Foundation to help offset the remaining cost of the app and encourage more visitors to come to Hernando. The app has a GPS feature that will help visitors navigate around the city and to specific activities within an event. It will be a good tool for residents to use to keep up with upcoming events. Now, Matheny said events not hosted by the city will require community partners, such as the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce, the Sort of Arts Council, and others will have to send the information in to make sure that it stays updated. And there is a special link for arts and culture that allows users to learn about places to explore, and users can then develop their own schedule of things to do when in Hernando. Now, Matt, I downloaded this app, and I saw this story over the weekend, downloaded the app, pulled it up. Uh, I will show it to you right now if I can actually log into my phone. While I'm, here we go. It log is free. Again, it, it is, is free. free. Uh, it has the, the city logo. It's white. Okay. City logo is in green. You click on it. You can click on over here and look what's happening now. Okay. Click on it. And right now, so this weekend, Hernandez Farmer's Market, the Hernando Water Tower 10K, next Saturday, Hernandez Farmer's Market. So what she's saying is everything is listed by sure, date. You can go out for twelve all the way up to 12 months because wow. it says – uh, what's happening now and what's happening uh, this year, right? So you can click on that. So you, people, nonprofits, uh, people that have events coming up, whatever, send your stuff to her. She will put it on this app, and then you, people can pull it up. And, Matt, look what I already did. Friday, October 28th, what's right there? Hernando Brewfest. Yeah. Already added on there. Rotary, which we'll be starting to do, giving shout-outs this Friday. So, so be listening for that. It could be like catfish dinners, all that kind of stuff, fundraising, Everything anything can you be want. put on here. The cruise uh mardi yeah, gras ball will sure. absolutely be put on here so you send the information in they put it on there and so people pull up the app it is you can see it right there date time how to get tickets everything that you want promoted on your event through this app completely free uh so again i cannot encourage you more just type in the hernando app the hernando app uh on again google uh play on uh the app store uh apple app store go there right now download it it's free and then right now it's got that right it has the the main events right now as i said are uh the Brewfest, hernando water tower 10k dickens of a christmas is already on there uh and the of course farmer's market has an ongoing thing on there right now too so only four items on there right now yeah. But it's brand new. We're telling you about it. I'm hoping to see 25 to 30 things on here when we're, if we're talking about this next week. Absolutely. And, Derek, while, while we're on the subject for two seconds, you mentioned the Cura Fernando Mardi Gras Ball, Saturday, February 18th. Put it on your calendar. Huge announcement coming in the next 10 days. Huge announcement. This will be our largest Mardi Gras Ball by far. 
huge announcement. One of the largest bands in the Southeast will be uh, with us in the, in the next 10 days. We're going to announce that, working on details right now. Saturday, February 18th, you do not want to miss uh, what will be a huge fundraiser, which will be on the Hernando app pretty soon. Nonprofits, take advantage of it. Yeah. Use it. Do it. It's free. Gia Matheny and the team, part of the grant is for this to be successful. Derek, uh, let's go ahead. We uh, talked quite a bit last week. We gave some different grades for uh, statewide. We talked about A's, B's, and C's for statewide and, and county uh, stuff on, on school rankings. However, we're going a little bit deeper here when it comes to the soda County schools, the schools that we cover, Hernando and Lewisburg, those two public schools, let's talk about those when it comes to actual grades for the schools that we cover. Yeah, so last week we kind of gave you the overall view. Uh, DeSoto County Schools, 13th in the state. We gave you the top 10, a couple of them, you know, kind of surprises. And we also told you, you know, kind of what cities uh, like Hernando, Lewisburg had A's, B's, C's, that sort of thing. Um, but what now we want to do is actually the each individual school. So what came out during the official announcement on Thursday, which of course was uh, kind of probably during or after we taped, uh, was the actual grades for individual schools. So I want to go ahead and give a shout out to those individual schools. Again, as Matt said, for Lewisburg and for Hernando, the two public schools we cover. So are we giving the schools the the uh, principal and her email address? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're no, not I'm just going to give the okay. rankings. Just okay, give the rankings. rankings. My bad. All right, Lewisburg Intermediate School had the highest point total ever under the current accountability wow. system for a 700 scale and uh, for DeSoto County School. Lewisburg Middle. Lewisburg Intermediate. Intermediate. My bad. Lewisburg Primary School had the highest point total ever under the current uh, accountability system for a 600 scale DeSoto County School and are the number one ranked K through 8th grade school in the state. That's a, that's a ranking against over wow. 600 schools. Wow, yeah. Lewisburg Elementary is the number three rated traditional K-8 through school in the state, over 600 schools. And then Lewisburg Middle School was number one in 8th grade science, number seven in 7th grade English, number sixth in 6th grade math, number one in 7th grade math, and number sixth in 8th grade math proficiency in the state. And finally, Lewisburg High School is number four in the college career readiness, number six in reading proficiency, and number five in math proficiency for traditional high schools in the state of Mississippi. You know, Derek, my job here on the UTW podcast is to make jokes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, a joke that most a lot of people would say is, Lewisburg has great schools, just ask them. That, so, that is, <laughs> ba Boom! I'm just, you know, Hernando and Lewisburg arrivals. That was a joke, everybody, but um, that's kind of a uh, known thing. Like I said, Lewisburg has good schools. Just ask them. So go ahead. All right. Now let's look at a couple, about two or three schools that are in Hernando. Hernando Middle is the number one traditional middle school in the state. So wow. reach out to Hernando shout, Middle. Yeah. Shout out to Dr. Float there. Yeah, Dr. Number Float. one traditional middle school in the state. Hernando Middle School was number four in seventh grade English. Number 10 in 8th grade English, number 9 in 6th grade math, number 2 in 7th grade math, and number 1 in 8th grade math proficiency in the entire state. And then finally, Hernando High School is number 1 in biology proficiency and number 8 in AP for the traditional high schools. Uh, Derek, I didn't catch any flack up for my AP opinion. Did you not? Okay. I didn't well, catch okay. any flack. Okay. You know, go listen to that show if you wonder what how I feel about the AP stuff. Go listen to that show last week. I oh, mean, that's awesome, Derek. I mean, just the fact that Great schools number one. Yeah, we have wonderful schools uh, right here under the water tower uh, in this area that we cover. Lewisburg and Hernando again, big rivals um, that play this weekend. 
They do play this week. Oh, they, we have a, a, a they do play. This we weekend. have not a preview coming. We have a preview Friday. We do have a sure. mention of it in sports today, but uh, a huge preview for that game on. Yeah, our I've Friday yet to show. be to a game uh, in Lewisburg. This may be the first time I go. Uh, my son's going to go, of course, and uh, he's looking forward to that. But Hernando and Lewisburg are big rivals, and I would. I'm going to predict a pretty good game because they. Oh, I think uh, it will be a pretty. Yeah, good they've game. been struggling a little bit towards yeah. the last yeah. last couple of games or whatever. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Well, thank you to the board of Alderman again. Uh, all the different uh, things that they have to do the first and third Tuesday of every month uh, to work on city business. All those people that have to be there the first and third Tuesday, all the way down to the gentleman that runs the video. Look it up on YouTube, City of Fernando, Mississippi, on YouTube. Very easy to find. Uh, there's no there's no town that does a better coverage when it comes to the YouTube videos of their meetings and the transparency there. So. Uh, great job there and, and shout out to Jim Matheny again and the team for creating the mobile app and the grants and pursuing that and of course always want to give a shout out to Corey Osselton and the team especially in the Hernando and Lewisburg school systems uh, for their hard work and what they do each and every day Derek and I have family that have, have been in the education field for years and it's definitely something that's important to us so we always want to give a shout out to all those teachers and everybody involved in the school system right here under the water tower podcast continues to be brought to you by the Hernando Farmers Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. As we begin to wind down the 2022 Farmers Market season, still over 50 vendors every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 to 1 every Saturday on the historic Hernando Square, ready to serve you. Clayton Farms, Jones Orchard, Precision Sharp, Brown Dairy Farms, Kendall Cattle Beef, Davis Meat Company, Coffee Central, Black Sheep Hot Sauce, had a chance to pass by there on the way to Ole Miss game about 8.30. Place was buzzing. The vendors are out, ready to serve you every Saturday morning at the Hernando Farmer's Market. Get out this weekend and support our seasonal sponsor. Again, not many farmer's markets left. They're going to run through the end of October, and they'll have a special farmer's market for the November 12th weekend for the Dickens of a Christmas. Great job by Gia Matheny and her team with the Hernando Farmer's Market. Get out this weekend and participate in one of the best farmer's markets in the Mid-South. Thanks again, Hernando Farmer's Market. Are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance? Holland Insurance wants you on their team. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Whether it's health, life, property, casualty, auto, Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland with Holland Insurance are ready to serve you. Located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County, give them a call today, 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Some of the largest insurance companies in the entire world trust Holland Insurance to represent them in DeSoto County. Safeco, Travelers, Haggerty, Liberty Mutual, State Auto, Nationwide, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Aetna. Those are just some of the insurance companies represented in DeSoto County by Holland Insurance. Give them a call again, 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance. Right in the middle of our Tuesday show always brings us to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week given to us by Rob Long and his staff with the DeSoto County Museum. DeSoto County Museum open 9 to 5. That's 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, across the street from Bank Corp South, which is now known as Cadence Bank. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cadence, well, officially uh, October 10th. October 10th. Cadence Bank across the street from uh, Cadence Bank right there on Commerce Street. Derek, tell us about this week's DeSoto County Fact of the Week. This past weekend on October 1st marked the 60th anniversary to the day that James Meredith was enrolled at the University of Mississippi. Four years later, James Meredith was on the Hernando Square on June 6th, 1966, 
to continue his march against fear, a 220-mile trek towards Jackson, Mississippi that was started in Memphis, Tennessee a couple of days before. He would be shot and wounded a short time later down Highway 51 South, just south of Hernando, by Aubrey Norvell. He was shot in the head, neck, and back, but was able to survive the attack. Mr. Meredith could no longer continue the march, but Dr. Martin Luther King joined in, and he, along with thousands of others, finished the march on June 26, 1966. Mr. Meredith joined the group again right before Jackson to help finish the march that ended at the state capitol building in Jackson, Mississippi. This was a dark day in Hernando's history, but one that residents should know about and that many locals still remember. Absolutely. There, there's a huge plaque right there, mm-hmm. right there next to the VFW. That's it. So, I mean, you got a tank on one side, you know, for the VFW, and then 20 feet away is a, is a huge plaque commemorating that and, and talks about that, um, you know, uh, awful attack that happened. It's a terror, I mean, it, I, I read some more about it, and this is not something Rob gave me. I actually did. I mean, I, I knew about it. Wanted to make sure that the name that Rob sent me, he just gave the last name, so right. I want to get his first name. So I looked it up. The guy actually was in the woods, hollered for people to move out of the way. I guess there were supposedly state troopers protecting him. They didn't really protect him. And so everybody else moved out of the way. He got off his shots before James Meredith was even looked after. And then, of course, you know, they were then had to go uh, apprehended him. Matt, he served two years in jail. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, two years in jail for that attack. That's a whole nother discussion right there, Derek, mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. A whole nother, no easy segue, Derek, there. But uh, thank you to Rob Long for, uh, you know, not all of our facts of the week that Rob brings us about Hernando or about DeSoto County are easy to talk about or easy to listen to. No, I mean, we and, had the one just a couple of weeks ago mentioned, uh, you know, the one that was inspired by the movie. I mean, right. they're killing those inspired by the movie. So not everything has been, I mean, we're not looking for this. It's not sure. the positive fact of the it's week. Real it's just life, fact yeah. of the weeks. And so Hernando has had a lot of good things, but unfortunately, a lot of uh, sad pages in our history. And this happens to be one of them. But one that people uh, who are not from here or who have just moved here uh, should absolutely know about. I couldn't agree more, Derek. And thank you, Rob Long, for continuing to give us wonderful facts of the week as we uh, I learn something new every single week when it comes to I've lived in Hernando now for 18 years, give or take, DeSoto County for uh, over 20. And so um, I, I love this county. I love our community. And I, I love to uh, learn more about it each and every week. Thanks again, Rob Long, with the DeSoto County Museum. Visit them 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Admission is free. Does not cost you a dime. They certainly will take a donation if you're interested. Uh, drop a five, drop a ten, drop a hundred in the plate uh, if you don't mind. But uh, they definitely would never charge you a thing for taking a look at the wonderful exhibits uh, at the DeSoto County Museum. Thank you, Rob, and your team. We really appreciate the DeSoto County Museum. Something else, Derek, that is a definite asset right here under the water tower. I mean, literally right under it almost. Tell us all about it. Right there, just across the interstate, is DeSoto Family Dental Care, which has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients, and you can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with a relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239, again, 662 662- 
429-5239. I would venture to say probably a couple of uh, happy dentists with the Rebels and the Bulldogs both winning oh, yeah. big oh, yeah. over the weekend. Dr. Trotter and Dr. Paroli is, uh, is who I'm speaking of. This next gentleman had an opportunity to, to visit with him or say hello to him at the Hernando football team. Always a big supporter when it comes to Hernando football, Hernando athletics. He's a wonderful part of all the different booster clubs. Mr. Richard Williams with Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. As I continue to make jokes about leaves, make uh, continue to make jokes about different fall cleanups that need to happen, if you need help when it comes to leaves in your home or at your office or anywhere you can think of, your church or whatever you're in charge of, please consider contacting Richard and his team. They can come out, do all the different things, give you a price for uh, leaf removal, not once, not twice, as many times as you want it done. They'll come out and help you with that. They also do tree trimming, fall cleanups, a number of different things, fence repair, gate repair, grading of your property. Richard and his team are ready to serve. Call them at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or you can always learn more about Richard and his company at williamslawnmaintenance.com. That's williamslawnmaintenance.com. No job too small, no job too large. If Richard can't do it, he'll help you find someone who can. 662-292-8855. Williams Services. Well, Derek, all the teams that we cover, Lewisburg, Hernando, and North Point were in action last Friday night. But before we get there, tell us what's happened in sports since our last show. Looks like it's not going to be our last mention of the North Point ladies soccer team. Uh, The Lady Trojans traveled to Harding for the first round of the state playoffs after the play-in game and faced off against a Harding squad that had beaten them 5-1 earlier in the year. The good news is the North Point improved on that earlier result. The bad news is they still lost 4-1 and will bow out of the playoffs and see an end come to their season. It was a great season, the best ever in the seven to eight years of the program, and they made the playoffs for the first time. They will lose a couple seniors, but have a great young core coming back, including their leading goal scorer and goalie, and look to make deeper runs in their future. So I just want to say again from the UTW Podcast, great season, ladies, uh, and to our uh, number one UTW fan. Please keep listening. Uh, we hope you will uh, not turn the dial off or turn our show off because the uh, Trojan soccer team is finished. Moneymaker, probably. I mean, is that a record number of goals? Probably oh, easily. For, easily. Okay. <laughs> she has I mean, she has 40, 50 goals. Right, in the exactly. Season. I mean, and, so she's uh, probably going to be. Pre- she's a freshman. Yeah. So she's got. Yeah. She's, well, she's, she's going to be pretty high up in the. Um, Number of goals for the entire state of in the entire state for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know. So good job, Lady Trojan Soccer. See you again next year. All right, now we're moving to Hernando volleyball. Now, yes, I did say Hernando volleyball first, and we'll start there because that will make sense here in just a couple minutes. Hernando had already played two games last week that we had covered before entering the county volleyball tournament, featuring all eight high schools regardless of classification. The county was divided into two four group pools, with the top two from each pool making it out to the semifinals. Hernando was in the pool with Olive Branch, Lake Cormorant, and Center Hill. Hernando started off with a win versus Olive Branch, but then lost in two out of three sets to both Lake Cormorant and Center Hill and did not advance out of the pool. Center Hill and, and Lake Cormorant won the, were the ones to advance. From Hernando, Ainsley Copeland made first team all-county, and Mary Catherine Couch made second team. Adeline Callahan was honorable mention for the Tigers. Depending on if you count tournaments toward the overall record, Hernando is either 12-6 and six or 11-4 and four and will face Olive Branch again Tuesday night for the last regular season match and senior night. They will then await the winner of Center Hill and Tupelo's first-round playoff match 
uh, in the second round of the playoffs next week. So good luck to the Lady Tigers on senior night and to the second round of the playoffs. Look, that's going to be October 11th, next Tuesday. So we'll have a show on Monday, but next Tuesday night, first round of the playoffs, please consider coming out to the Hernando Gym and supporting these young ladies. It's either going to be Tupelo or Center Hill, and so uh, they're going to bring a big crowd. Both of those schools will. Please consider coming out next Tuesday night to support the Hernando Volleyball team in the playoffs. After this Tuesday night, which is senior night, so you can go back-to-back Correct. Tuesdays yes. at the Hernando Gym. Yes. And we'll end with the ladies with Lewisburg Volleyball. Lewisburg had a very important matchup with DeSoto Central for the one seed in their district on Thursday night before the county tournament. The first match that they played earlier this season had gone five sets, but Lewisburg showed early on who was the better team. They took the first set on the tight score of 25-23 and followed it up with a second set that was even closer, 26-24. DeSoto Central will need to mount a furious comeback to try and get back in the match, but Lewisburg was smelling victory and played their most decisive set to sweep the match 3-0 with a 25-18 set closeout. With the win, Lewisburg finishes a perfect 6-0 in district and 20-11 overall. They will get the first round by. Lewisburg then set their sights on the county tournament. They were in the pool play with Horn Lake, South Haven, and DeSoto Central. Lewisburg won all three of their matches in pool play and then took their semifinal match against Center Hill. DeSoto Central and Lake Cormorant locked up in the other semifinal match, and Lewisburg may have been thinking of a rematch of Thursday night's match with the D.C., but 5A Lake Cormorant had other ideas, beating DeSoto Central wow, in two yeah. sets. So in the finals, Lewisburg faced off against Lake Cormorant and beat them in two very close sets, 25-23 and 26-24, to take the two-set victory and the county championship. On the way, Lewisburg never lost a set. Oh, wow. They went 2-0 with all of their uh, other matches. You know, last week I said something like, why would you play a tournament this late? It sounds like a heck of a, a day of volleyball yep. to really get ready for the playoff stuff. I mean, we got I, some, I mean, I'm sure it's a did huge everybody in, I guess everybody except, what, Horn Lake and South Haven in the county made the playoffs? That, sound, that sounds right. Lewisburg, Hernando, D.C., Olive Branch. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's okay. correct. That's yeah, correct. A lot because, of good volleyball. Yeah, because that's what, that was the rule this year is the top – Three. Usually we only be top two make it to the playoffs. Right. Now it's the top three sure. out of four. Sure. Uh, and then the first round gets a bye. Yep. Um, so, again, with that win and their perfect district record, there is no debate on who the best team is in the county this year. Sounds like it. For the Lady Patriots, Ella Grace Holloway and Jada Bradley were named to the first team all-county and Alana Farrell and Kendall Fillmore to the second team. Lewisburg will have two matches this week. So they're not just waiting around for the playoffs. They have two matches this week with Lake Cormorant coming to the Berg on Tuesday for an all-county finals rematch, and then Oxford coming for an in-school match on Thursday. So two good teams they're playing this week to stay fresh for the playoffs. Because when it's all said and done, it doesn't matter. You could lose every game you want to or whatever. Let's go. You get the first round by. Playoffs matter. Uh, they're definitely you know going hard to the state title, so that's pretty cool. All right, so now switch it to football. Matt, I think this is the first week we've had it. No team that we cover one okay. on Friday. No Spoiler team alert. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. We're going to start with North Point football. North Point was looking to, to start off district with a win as they traveled to St. George's on Friday night. This is North Point's largest football rival since both teams are usually comparable on the football field now that other teams have dropped down in classification. St. George's got on the board first, and then North Point answered with a Jack Patterson to Christian Gilliland touchdown to end the first quarter tied at 7-7. The Griffins scored again in the second to take a 14-7 halftime lead. After halftime, the Trojans gave up a pick six as the Griffins go up 21-7, and then the Griffins score again with 6-17 left in the fourth to take a commanding 27-7 lead. The Trojans do answer on their next drive, but it is too little too late as St. George's wins 27-14. to 
The Trojans fall to four and two, zero and one in district, and will face Davidson Academy out of Nashville at home on Thursday night this week. So Thursday night due to fall break. This means that we will either preview the game on third if we tape on Thursday. Or if we tape early Friday morning, we will have a result for you then. So again, either previewing it on Thursday or reviewing it on Friday based on a win. Matt and I are able to get together and tape that show. Next, Lewisburg football. Lewisburg at 3-1, 1-0, traveled to Center Hill to face the Mustangs, who are 1-4, 0-1. It seemed like a winnable district game for the Patriots to start 2-0 in district, but that is why you play the game. Center Hill got on the board first with a safety on a quarterback sack one play after Center Hill had driven down to the one-yard line and fumbled. Center Hill then drove down the field only to throw an interception in the end zone, thwarting another touchdown opportunity. In the second quarter, Center Hill scores from five yards out to go up 9-0. Before the end of the first half, Center Hill scores again on a 24-yard run to go up 16-0 at halftime. After the half, Center Hill gets the ball first and rips off the first play from scrimmage for a 83-yard touchdown run. Lewisburg finally gets on the board with 8.38 in the third quarter on a five-yard run by Coleman Dowell. The third quarter ends with a score 23-17. In the fourth, Dowell punches it in again from six yards out, and the Patriots add two more on the conversion by quarterback Gunnar Gilmore on a sneak. With a 23-15 score, the teams then start trading possessions and Lewisburg is unable to convert fourth downs to finally lose 23-15. They fall to 3-2, and will now host Hernando, as we just mentioned before, this week in what should be an extremely hard-fought game. Finally, Hernando football. Hernando entered their game against a good South Haven team, hoping to rebound from their loss to a very good South Panola team last week. And again, facing Matt, probably back to back, the two best teams in district. That's a tough. That's a tough yeah. go in the middle of the season. Homecoming night as well. Homecoming night as well. So you know, you know, had the crowd there. You know, I'm sure that all the guys were you know amped up, ready to go, ready to you know come off a, a, a game we're not going to discuss in the South uh, South Panola game. But South Haven did come in four and zero and looking to stay undefeated. South Haven opened the scoring in the first quarter with a one yard scoring run from Cameron Jones Maxwell for a seven nothing lead at the end of the first quarter. The lead was then extended to 14-0 in the second quarter with a halfback pass from running back Dontavius Brevard to Kalen Jackson for what became a 49-yard pass play for a touchdown with 2.27 left in the first half for a 14-0 lead at halftime. The Chargers would make it 20 to nothing in the third quarter on an 85-yard punt return by Omar Brand before the Tigers finally got on the board with Josh Humes taking a direct snap and powering it in from three yards out for Hernando's first touchdown to make the score 20 to 7. Unfortunately, that would be as close as the Tigers would get. The game was put away in the fourth quarter thanks to a six-yard touchdown run from quarterback Britton Stovall and then Stovall's six-yard pass play for a score to Derek Seitz. Hernando completed the scoring with a 26-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Landon Speck to Tyler Starnes with 4.15 remaining in the game for the final of 33-14. Hernando is now 3-3, 0-2, and as mentioned before, will travel to Lewisburg for a heated rivalry between two schools where a lot of kids know each other and two teams looking to rebound from a loss and get a desperately needed 
district win. Derek, the game Friday night is going to be very interesting. Again, we'll preview that on Friday. Offense for Hernando is really uh, kind of – I mean, Topher Jones got hurt. Landon Speck, they came in the game that Topher got hurt. They played well, got that piece together. But the last two weeks, um, they've kind of really struggled. Topher came in and played two series on Friday, uh, and we went backwards every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the defense knows he can't move like he you know, typically right. can. And, uh, you know, maybe his injuries kind of hampering that. Whew, Friday night is going to be tough. It's going to be a battle. The Lewisburg and Hernando series is always tough. The game's always tough, always kind of chippy. Um, so it should be a huge crowd. I will go ahead and let's end on the positive. Um, massive crowd by Hernando. They showed up, showed out. South Haven brought a huge crowd. Uh, I can't imagine the gate for Friday night was really, really good. Good for Hernando. Yeah, good for Hernando. Absolutely. That's a win. No doubt. The gate was tremendous. Kids everywhere. Uh, Hernando was, was big. Shout out two things. Hannah Grace Crane wraps up her reign as 2021 homecoming queen. So she is officially uh, adios to Hernando High School. <laughs> Has no more reasons to uh, you know come back and, Who's and, the one? and do this. However, the new queen, Miss Bella Brigman. Bella Brigman. Bella Brigman. I believe she's a cheerleader for uh, the Hernando Tigers. And uh, uh, shout out to her. Congratulations to that young lady um, You know, on that. I know that's a really big deal. That's a memory I'll never uh, forget, walking across the field with Hannah Grace. And uh, they, uh, you know, them saying her name uh, very loud was just – it was wonderful. It was a great honor to be a homecoming queen. And we want to give a shout out to her from the UTW podcast. And look forward to previewing the game on Friday. As Derek mentioned, got a lot of stuff going on on Thursday. Very busy time for us. So look for the Friday show to be a few minutes late. Warn that. So don't send us a text, please. But don't, we'll have it out in plenty of time for you absolutely. to listen to the previews. Yes, it'll be just fine. Not, not a problem. Just don't, don't send us a text by 9 o'clock because <laughs> it's not coming. we got a lot of stuff going on, different things. So we will record that show and get it out uh, as early as we can on Friday, as we always do, to uh, our wonderful listeners for the utw podcast look if you enjoy what we do and what we talk about share it with friends and family simply take the link apple podcast google podcast however you listen to your podcast share the link friends family um, co-workers let them know what we talk about each and every week here also find us on facebook at utw podcast on instagram at utw podcast and on twitter at utw pod that's at utw pod on twitter Wherever you listen to our show, give us a five-star review. Simply uh, give us a five-star review. helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. They release a new show early Monday mornings talking about the eastern side of DeSoto County. So if you're interested in them talking about what is coming up for the Hernando and Lewisburg football game, you want to go listen to that show, OB Pod. Look them up today. Well, Derek, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy this beautiful weather. I know we have fall break coming up for some of the different schools, and I hope everybody has a safe fall break and enjoyable time there. Uh, Derek, I'll be I'll be traveling down on Thursday or Wednesday afternoon. Hannah Grace, as Miss Hospitality, gets to uh, cut the ribbon on the state fair down in Jackson. So something that's pretty neat. Man, um, I haven't been to the state fair. Uh, it's been a long time. So uh, yeah, we're going down on Wednesday and going down. I'm going to stay in an Airbnb down there and uh, stay. So uh, keep your head on swivel in also, Jackson, Mississippi. Also, also don't swivel. drink the water. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. Bottle water going with us. Yeah, no doubt yeah, about it. Big, big pack of bottle, bottle water. There's, there's a lot of jokes. Maybe bathing in the bottle water. <laughs> there's a lot of jokes we can make about the city of Jackson, but uh, we will digress and we will celebrate again the Mississippi State Fair coming up on Thursday uh, as we kick that off. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty little girl. Same grade as me